Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast, the podcast that's been sneaking pieces of candy out of your, uh, out of your Easter stash for next week. Sorry about that. Uh, they they knew what they were getting into. It's true. That's cool. Even if they didn't know that we were inside their house in rabbit suits. I didn't. I didn't have an Easter stash to be stolen from. So so Dylan decided to make one out of yours. At home. <laughs> Congratulations. We want to apologize up front for all the little turds that they left as well. Sorry, I, I was confused as to whether the podcast was stealing from me or I, as part of the podcast, was stealing from other people. Uh, generally, yes. Dylan, you are considered to be part of the podcast. So. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I know, but <laughs> the podcast itself. Uh, that, yes, the podcast itself, which includes the four of us. Okay. And everybody knows he does indeed have a bunny suit. Indeed. Um, quickly, we'll do a roll. No, I don't. Sure. Um, I'm going to agree with whatever everybody says this week. That's, that's going to be my thing. Oh, hey, yes to everything. <laughs> right. Feed the troll. Yes. Um, <laughs> see, I can't stop. I can't turn it off. Uh, we'll do a quick roll call. Uh, I am John, the mastermind, uh, looking for one more score before uh, getting out of the game. I am joined by our explosive expert with quirky personality, Chad. Okay. Um, our wheelman, Charlie. I I am okay with this. And our expert computer hacker, Dylan. I I guess. I, I mean, I'm just it's... waiting until you try to try try to map us onto the Ghostbusters. You know, I, I don't know. That that could work multiple ways, I think, depending on on which. Uh... Everybody wants to be Ray. Yeah, I, I don't know that. I see. I don't know about that. We're we're all the Ray. Maybe we don't want to be the Ray. Maybe we just all are the Ray. Be the Ray. I I think it's um. I, I Wait, didn't we already try this once? Did we? Not? I think we probably did. This this discussion has probably been had in in any group of people where there are at least four people. Someone has this discussion. Like, I mean, it's pretty obvious. I, I haven't really been able to figure something satisfactory out for that one. I figured well, I think, out... I John's figured this out Vinkman. for Star Trek. I'd, I'd say John's Vinkman. See, that's that's how uh, I feel about that, because I have uh, close experience with women who bark and drool and sleep above their covers. <laughs> see? And... See, past words, that, like, like Dylan, Dylan strikes me as the Egon because I, he made love to a toaster once. Uh. <laughs> um, but that leaves me and Chad in a weird, in a weird uh, nether regions type of area where which, which one, one of you, us is... which one of you has seen shit that'll turn you white? <laughs> that okay, I can't say that, that I haven't. So maybe I am Winston. Yeah, and you have in fact Please seen shit that turned ready. you white. See, I I could depending on how we were were. Uh, organizing it, how we were making the determination. I could probably make arguments for me being anyone except Vinkman. Yeah. You could make an argument for you being Janine? No, I mean the... F <sighs> I I do think since we're, since we're talking about titles, um, I should mention that uh, Daryl refers to... Uh, Charlie's girlfriend refers to Chad as the German one. <laughs> I love it. I love everything did, did, did she say? Did she say the German one or German Chad? I thought she said, oh, German it Chad. Been, it may have been German Chad. Like, 
was about to say, it seems weird that she doesn't know Chad's name, but, you know, she knows mine. So I don't know what that's about. I, but, I, I think it was German Chad. Because apparently I know a lot of Chads, except I don't. So you have to put that descriptor on there. Does she know another Chad? Is that, is that what's going on there? Good question. I, I think she might. Maybe she, she seems does. to have lots and lots of friends, whereas we... Well, we have that. We have less. That is a weird. I would like to see you argue that with Daryl because she has the exact opposite opinion. So this would be this would be a fun argument. Look, we're we're more introverted than her. True. I guess it depends on how big you draw the circle of of who counts as friends or whatever. But you know, close friends. I can't draw big circles. They get kind of egg shaped and wobbly after a while. Daryl seems like a social butterfly. I mean, she she talks to anyone and everyone, including me. So you know, it's it's. I, I can see how she has a big circle of friends. She's she's very easy to get along with. So good good on her, by the way. Um, good on her, indeed. Yeah, in case she's listening this week, I don't know. She probably will at some point. Well, you know, if she's listening. If she's not listening, then you know she's missing out. You know, she well, catches the ones where we blame her, and this is the ones where we praise her. So, excellent point. We'll have to we'll have to make a point of uh, of saying about this one. This is the one where we were nice to you. Don't don't get too used to yeah, it. It's, it's not my fault that you didn't listen. <laughs> she'll she'll be like, I don't remember. I like, well, not my problem. I don't remember being in charge of that. I don't. Know. Yeah, I believe you're in charge of listening. <laughs> I love this idea. To a, to all our listeners out there who are currently Needle. listening, you are all in charge of listening to this. It's true. Wait, it's you your are responsibility. Me. I'm not going to do it for it you. If you want. I'm sure you're someone's going to do it for you. <laughs> we don't have listeners. No, but you know. We have other podcasters. Just like other podcasters don't have listeners, they have people they like have us. us. Yeah. No. Um, so, a couple of quick things to go over. Um, the news that we all knew was coming finally came. Um, Attack on Titan is coming to Toonami on May the 3rd. It Excellent! Will, it will take over the 1130 block. Um, Apparently we're... Funimation and Adult Swim just love money. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like they're like they're explicitly in business to make money. That just doesn't seem right to me. Huh? No, I mean it should it should be about just getting anime to the people. It, yeah, it's about love of the game. Huh? What I, is this money? I think so. I mean, listen, you know, I I hear on good authority that Mike Asol, you saw, uh, takes every voiceover check they get and donates it to charity because he's he's a man of the people. I read that somewhere. I don't recall where. It was on the internet, though, so I know it's true. True. Yeah. yeah. Really all the Funimation actors. Uh, and really, who wants to go on record as saying, no, Mike Asolyasad does not give all of his uh, voice acting paychecks to charity? Who it, wants to be the dick that says that? If, if you guys will know this, um, we haven't had a lot of Funimation voice actors on the show. It's not because you know I haven't tried to get them. It's because they're impossible to book because unless they're at a convention, they're out working with charities. They're at soup kitchens, you know, things like that. You know, they've got their cell phones turned off. 
they're at church, you know, outreach programs, that sort of thing. They are coaching inner city basketball leagues for 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 young boys at risk. Listen, Chris Sabat, you know, he turns those kids' lives around. He does. He does. Not not always for the better, but still, there's there's turning. So that's something. Yeah. He 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 takes those children and and makes them better, slightly meaner individuals. Um. Okay. You want real facts, like legitimate truth? Not making okay. this up. Uh, Caitlin Glass uh, teaches to uh, sec- English as a second language students. So that's a thing. Holy crap! That doesn't uh, really kind of does not surprise me though. Yeah. So, like I said, Funimation guys—they're—they're all out doing stuff in the world. Man, I'll, I'll keep trying, but I—I I wonder why. I wonder what the common thread is. Is it when you lock someone in a booth for eight hours that once they get out, they're just so grateful to be out they have to do good in the world? What? Yeah, what I, is I it? I think that's what it is. Is like. It's not necessarily when they're in the booth, but like when they're at Walmart, you know, when they're at the grocery store and they're like, you know, at some point it occurs to them, man, I'd hate to have to work behind the cash register. Oh, wait, I just get to do shit with my voice all day. It's like, yeah, if I'm doing Dragon Ball Z, I might, pa- uh, you know, I might pass out or something. But otherwise, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a pretty good deal if I can get it. True. True. So, yeah, they're all good people. Yeah. Except for that one. You know which one. Oh, yeah. If you're listening, you know we're talking about you, buddy. Oh, yeah. So get your act together. And it's not the one you think, guys. Oh, no. No, no. It's not that one. It's the other one. Yeah, yeah. Because that first one is somewhat redeemable. This That second one. No. No. I mean, mean, you think? You would think just, like, watching him on the street? You think, oh yeah, that's a cool guy. Nope, nope, no. And and you want to think, okay, okay, maybe maybe half the stories you've heard are true, and you're like, oh, that's still that 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 person is still human, still redeemable. No, no, not even a little. They bit. they are so far gone that you are wasting your breath even trying to argue that to us. And why would you try to argue that to us? Are you the same guy that's arguing that Michael Solusad does not give all of his paychecks to charity? What a jerk! Why do are. I get the feeling that you're talking about me? No, 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 no. You don't even know who Micah Solusad is. It's true. He, he's he's that's he's, true too. He's my Hawaiian friend soulmate. It is true. Like this is a legitimate fact. I can't wait for uh, for Hamicon this year so we can see uh, the rekindling of that of that uh, eternal eternal romance. romance. Yeah. Well, no. Here's the problem though: is that um, I have probably not kept up with uh with the same stuff as much as he has so i bet i'm gonna be the one that's like out of step like he's gonna be the cool guy it's like oh did you see this episode of this i'm like oh no no dang it well here's the thing i know he watches everything on like hulu and netflix and shit so you know you got time to catch up he needs to post a watch list of like this is all the stuff he's currently interested in up to this episode, so that I don't I don't watch ahead, so I don't have spoilers, and and I'm not so far behind <laughs> that I that I just seem like a moron for even bringing it up. 
you could choose to watch things that you, you want to watch, Charlie. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, know. You, you, you could talk taste, about them and be cool. Here's, your tastes do seem to line up. So. I know. It's like I'm really overthinking this because we do tend to like the exact same thing. Yes. I, I just, I'm trying to address the implication that to be cool, um, you have to do everything else someone does so that you can feed off. I, I, I suppose their coolness or something by going me too. Yeah, that's how that works. I don't know. If oh, you okay. Yeah, if you've ever noticed, all, that's a messed up all, system. All the that guys at every convention are like the coolest ones there, because they're so into uh, to whatever anyone presenting a panel is into. Only probably more so, with a di- totally differing opinion. Yep. And and we're into it way before them. Well, obviously. Because that's w- that is that is most important that you saw it first. Yes. Doesn't, doesn't matter what it is. Anyway, since, Be- since we got the Attack on Titan prediction uh, correct, I'd like to throw out some other stunning predictions. Uh, tomorrow, whatever day you're listening to this, the sun will rise in the east. Bonus prediction, it will set in the west. <laughs> I'm predicting it will go supernova and we'll all die. At some point, you will be right. Just hold on to that ticket, Chad. You'll be able to cash it in one day. <laughs> You're gonna have a hell of a time finding a uh, an office in which to cash it in, but well, Vegas uh, is gonna be giving away money at that point. Isn't but... isn't that supposed to happen like millions or billions of years into the future? That's yeah, not it's our problem. Insane. Like, <laughs> I, if you I still intend have to be around when that happens, so how? It's not our I, problem. I I don't plan on dying, so that's you know. I'm it's pretty sure that's plant your brain into an immortal robot body. Exactly. Maybe that. It's going to be like that, uh, oh, what's that that new movie? It's like Ghost in the Shell, but shitty. You guys Uh, know the, have you guys seen the commercial? It's like some dude gets his brain uploaded into a computer. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, something. Oh, Lord. No, I don't even want to think about it. it. None of us are going to go watch it. I mean, let's be It's. It's it's Johnny Depp, but he's not being directed, as far as I know, by Tim Burton. So who cares? Yeah, uh, I'm just saying. I've seen that movie. I saw it in like 1993 or 94 or something like that. And it had a lot more boobs in it. it so did. I'm I'm the, gonna take a pass on this one. The major's way hotter than uh, than Johnny Depp. No offense, I know, Johnny. I mean, but... and maybe we will see Johnny Depp's boobs in this, and maybe they'll be magnificent. But yeah. I'm still gonna take a pass. Yeah. Seen Johnny Depp being a crazy weirdo in one movie. You've seen them all. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't doesn't denigrate the crazy weirdo work that he is doing and will do for millions it's just, of years to come. Yes. Now that he's uploaded his consciousness into the internet or something. Yep. Is somebody <laughs> shaving? <laughs> I was about to ask the same thing. That was the dryer, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I liked my explanation better. I, I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, who the fuck shaving? I like the idea that one of us is thinking, okay, we're going to be podcasting, but you know what, man? I could really use a close like, shave like my, right my about now. My beard is going up against the microphone <laughs> on the headset here. I'm afraid that, you know, like the bristling is coming across. I should just go ahead and shave. It'll be, it'll be real quick. It'll be real unobtrusive. It'll, it'll be better in the long run. It actually, at first, it sounded like some sort of Skype, you know, static or glitching, which was going to be 
perfect if it happened right as you're talking about putting your, uploading your brand into an immortal robot body. Yeah. It's right. happening now as we speak. It's just it's just Johnny Depp trying to join the podcast. He he wants to be a part of things and God bless him. <laughs> I mean I'm gl- I'm glad that he's trying to be active and, and do stuff. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Like just you know, not just work all the time. Actually, actually, go out there, be among you know other people, and and just kind of see the world and and interact. It's good for him. It's good for him. I think it's cute that he thinks he's people, <laughs> but he most certainly is not. No. Uh, no. No disrespect. <laughs> no, no. I mean, he's not people. He's a great actor, but actors aren't people. Most of them. Some of them. I don't know. Except for the voice actors. Except the ones they... that except for the ones that have been or will be on this show. I can guarantee you they're all people. They're all fine, upstanding people. <laughs> they're all people. They're all fine. <laughs> they're they are quality people. They're they're people that you can trust to run for office. <laughs> or buy a car from. Whatever. Yeah, they have my vote. <laughs> the lizard people have my vote. In fact, they've won 17 uh, J.D. Power and Associates Awards in the row for customer service. Oh, <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know what the, you see it on so many, like especially car commercials. Maybe it's all <laughs> they all stand they them out. You just have to ask them for one. Like they got a fucking you know warehouse full of these awards. You just call them up. They send you one in four to six business days. It's no problem. That's. That's that's kind of what I'm assuming because I don't, I don't really know what. All, all you've got to do is pay for shipping. You can even set up an account and have one mailed to you every year. <laughs> do you have a Gmail account? Guess what? You won. Oh, oh. Chainsaw Buffet, winner of J.D. Power and Associates <laughs> Customer Satisfaction Award since 2008. I love this. Chainsaw Buffet, not. May not actually be the recipient of the JD Power <laughs> Customer Satisfaction Award. Chainsaw Buffet does not actually sell anything or have customers. <laughs> your results happening. may vary. We'll sometime we will take your, we will still take your money if you want to give it to us. Well, obviously. I mean, who wouldn't? We're not stupid. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're poor. Yes, and morally questionable most of the time. <laughs> yes. Oh. JD Power. <laughs> Who so, do they think they are? So, yeah, there's not really a lot to talk about it in the outside world, but um, we did go out and uh, play some board games yesterday. Me and Dylan and, and Chad did. Charlie, where, where were you on this one? Uh, uninvited? Y- you're no. Always, well, you're always invited. I mean, yeah, Chad showed up. Like, Chad texted me the day of and i think oh. you already said you were doing something oh that's but right you I, was did, just... I was gonna say you did text me uh randomly like um it was uh, not random abed is strategic. in uh a, uh the uh captain america movie that was right that's what i was doing i was seeing the new captain america movie uh how was it by the way hell hydra <laughs> it was uh, i i was very uh, i was very pleased with it um, I can't remember where I'd read or heard that someone had said that, you know, this is going to be, um, Marvel's not just doing superhero movies. It's, 
you know, it's going to be this kind of movie that has superheroes in it. So Captain America 2 was going to be like a political thriller with superheroes in it. And I kind of thought I knew what they meant and they really did. I think, I, I think they achieved that. I think, I think they did it. Um, and it had some, it, it, it touched on a couple of, of what I thought were really, um, topical political issues dealing with, um, security versus freedom with, uh, government information gathering with unmanned drones. It, it, it touched on like a couple different, a few different things. And I thought handled them pretty well. And unfortunately it's almost impossible to talk about it without giving some plot point away. Um, but, but I I thoroughly recommend it and Abed's in it. So, what what reason do you have not to see it? And the Falcon, if you happen to know who that is. Yeah, that was kind of cool. And Scarlett Johansson is in it, so you know. Also good. And um, there is a at least when I saw it, there was a trailer, a few trailers uh, that uh, various degrees of interest. Um, X-Men Days of Future Past, which looks fairly interesting and has Peter Dinklage with a 70s mustache. So hey, can't say anything hey about now. I am I yeah. am all in on this. Exactly. Um I, I will see it just for the for the stash. But um like, and then you should just break that out on Game of Thrones. <laughs> that would be awesome. But um Tyrion's just like, yeah. oh yeah, so has a guy growing a mustache. What's what's the big deal? <laughs> The new show will be called Game of Mustaches. Everyone will have a mustache. Game of Stash. Uh, well, I mean, uh, one of the minor characters in the Daenerys storyline just like completely swapped actors. I'm like, wait, who the fuck's this guy? Oh, he's that guy? And I had to read it online to figure out who he was. I'm like, oh, okay, I remember him. But, uh, you know, so Peter huh. Dinklage showing up with a mustache, no big deal. It's not, not like some me. guy going from like having extremely long hair to looking like you know a hipster or some shit. You just oh. have to walk around. I don't know. It's just that's weird, man. Yeah, it was weird. Um, but the new Spider-Man. Eh, I, I've yet to see a, tra- a trailer for that movie that has interested me. Um, the, the new, like I don't know, somewhere along Spider-Man Two, I just got out on the Spider-Man movies. Your original yeah. Spider-Man yeah. Two. Yeah. That was about. That was the last Spider-Man movie I ever saw. It was. Because 3 was so bad by the time that I had heard about it, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then these new ones just haven't grabbed yeah. for me. I didn't even see any of the sequels. Eh. Well, you're probably better off for it. Yeah. So, And I saw a uh, a, a trailer for, uh, which I'd already seen one for the new Ninja Turtles movie. Man, I just, I just don't know. Like I, I want to like it. I'll be honest with you up front. I want to like you the movie. You want to believe. Yes, but the trailers give me no reason for hope because it. And granted, now and granted, trailers do not always present the movie that you will be watching. No, they do not. They they produce some. They 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 will give they will give you some visual imagery from it, but they may be they may be stitching it together in such a way that it makes a movie that has never existed and will never exist. So that, that is possible. But that said, it does make it seem like the turtles are either, either whether accidentally or on purpose, the result of a like super soldier experiment. 
which granted I'm not familiar with like the original original Ninja, Ninja Turtles like if the backstory was anything different than what I was presented Again, with as, as I want to point out they accidentally were exposed to a substance called mutagen that creates um, stable useful mutations in whatever still... it touches stable useful um, uh, story convenient mutations in whatever it touches like it's it's not a complex story to begin with, you know. But I, I, the 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 story that I was familiar with, which was the more like, this stuff was a chemical byproduct, ecological disaster kind of thing. Um, I kind of liked better. I don't know. I always read it as a bit of social commentary that, unless they decide, unless again they they the trailer is is sort of misrepresenting parts of it, and of course. I am not a fan of Megan Fox in in particular. Like as a um, yeah. being, let's be honest. Yeah, true. And and like I like I, I was telling Dylan earlier that my my hope is that because Michael Bay is fond of two things, Megan Fox and explosions, that within the first ten minutes of the movie, um, April O'Neil will be like in a bikini waxing a car or something, and then her breasts explode and she's gone uh, for the rest like, of the Megan movie. Can Megan Fox just explode? Is that a, yes, that is exactly what I'm hoping. I, I am I am hoping that Michael Bay marries his two loves into a sandwich of uh, of exploding Megan Fox in in which um, I don't have to, uh, to deal with that for an entire movie because I, I really... I will, I will end up seeing it at some point, I'm sure. But... The 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 trailer though that actually caught my interest the most, and I had I had seen nothing I'd heard about, it, but had not seen any visuals from it, was um, Guardians of the Galaxy. That movie looks like it is going to be pretty pretty great. Um, I was reading something about that this week. I I don't know if it's the same trailer that I saw a while back, but anyway. Um... I was reading something about that says Guardians of the Galaxy actually ties into Avengers three as opposed to two, which is what the other okay. movies are doing. Okay, but, that is complicated. Yeah, well, the the second one is is dealing with Ultron, whereas mm -hmm. Thanos is still kind of in the background of everything. I think uh, Guardians of the Galaxy deals a bit more directly with Thanos. So that was my understanding. But the trailer just made it look like I like and again could be misrepresented, but I'd heard that, that Guardians of the Galaxy was gonna have a slightly more maybe maybe some some more comedic elements to it than than other Marvel movies did or do. Um the trailer would bear that out. So I, I do wanna bring this up uh quickly since you did actually see the movie. Um I've gone on record as saying, like, as far as a character, I don't like Captain America at all, even a little. Mm -hmm. um, but Marvel, through its movie series, has managed to do something that they once, uh, and, and I guess still do, although I don't follow it uh, the way I used to, uh, with their comics, which is, if you're into one thing, uh, you know, the, the Marvel comics have always been very... Uh, clever about getting you to read the other ones because of oh, the storyline. Yeah. yeah. Um, so watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, you know, there, there are events that took place on this past week's episode that tied into the Winter Soldier because it took place in sort of the whole Hydra uprising uh, events. So it's like, I wanted to go see the movie. 
just just to kind of see everything that 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 has gone on. I haven't yet, um, but it's like okay, you you you've got me motivated to go and watch a movie that you know. If you just told me, oh, it's Captain America too, I'd be like, ah, fuck this movie. <laughs> it's and I've and I've, I'm I'm told that it's not like this like huge story plot tie in kind of thing. It's more like. If you watch the that ep- the episode like before, then watch Captain America two, then watch the episode after, like they kind of flesh each other out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I'm 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 I have been made to understand that it's not like this huge. No, it's it's not plot. like I, it's not like I didn't know what was going on. Mm. Um, and, and part of that is bolstered by knowing a little bit about Marvel comics, anyway. But. Um, you know, it's it's still easy to, to follow along what was going on. I did guess who the traitor uh, in the main cast was about twenty minutes and like something had happened. I'm like, oh yeah, it's this person. Spoiler: <laughs> Shield has the worst operational security in the U- entire United States government. Clearance, background checks, what are those? <laughs> we let anyone in. Oh, because they really want to be there. That's the problem when you hire uh, only liars. That's when that's like when that's like job qualification number one on the uh, on the job posting. So we'll my, we'll be required to lie. So oh, everyone, so everyone in Congress is in Hydra. Then is that am I, is that what I'm to understand? Or like, Shield or like both. everyone in DC? No, Probably. they they do they do background checks on those things, man. Shield doesn't do that. Shield doesn't need that. They're oh. okay. They have superpowers. They must be good. I don't know how much like integrity you're expecting in sort of like the bureaucratic side of things in a Marvel TV show. Like, yeah, we're really gonna focus on on making a hard, realistic bureaucratic system for Shield. Yeah, like, <laughs> there. You know that whole ep- that, that whole like uh, storyline they did just in the HR department. That was pretty riveting stuff. Wait, they didn't do that? Of course they didn't. So instead, they have a storyline where they're basically staffed I, by idiots. I don't know if you know this, but uh, back back in the there was uh, Avengers one... comics days, fucking everybody who's ever been in a Marvel comic has been in Avengers. True. Like they, True. I think there's a. I think in one of the comics, there's like an all bad guy Avengers. Okay, now that's interesting. Yeah, I for, I, it had like Harry Osborn. Huh. Yeah, I remember that specifically because you know he's rich and therefore has influence in the government. Well, yeah, um, but I forget who all else was in it. But it, you know, there's like some sort of villainous Avengers. I forget what the team was called, but because mm. there are 72 you know, Avengers teams, and God bless it, we're gonna see every last one of them made into a movie in the next probably. Years. Well, it depends on who Sony owns the rights to. Uh, man, I'm telling you. Fuck Fox and fuck Sony. I love those. I I love them for doing other things, but yeah, uh, just just you know, free Marvel. That's all I can say. Just free, free the X Men, free Spider Man. You can keep the Fantastic Four. I don't really give a shit. But no one does. It's gonna. It has resulted in some very odd. It, at least a couple of odd instances. Um, because from what I understand, both in um upcoming X-Men movies and in upcoming uh Avengers or Avengers tie-in movies you're going to have Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch yes played by different actors yes. with different backstories yes because apparently Fox 
um, contractually owns anything to do with mutants in the Marvel Universe. Um, but Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver are Magneto's kids and are therefore mutants. Um, so I, I don't know how they're getting around that in Avengers 2, um, but they, they've apparently figured something out. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but no, Cat, Captain America was very good, and I, I, I recommend it pretty highly. I enjoyed it. There's also, uh, keep your eye open for the um, Pulp Fiction reference. Okie doke. Huh. And enjoy that when you find it. Well, thanks. And enjoy Abed and Pulp Fiction reference. Is, is the Pulp Fiction reference, I assume, made by Samuel L. Jackson since he was actually in that movie? Mm, to an extent, yes. More, more or less. Oh, okay. Is there a briefcase? Uh, no. I mean, I'm sure there are briefcases in, in the movie. I, I don't think they necessarily tie heavily into the plot at any time. I never actually watched the whole movie. Paul Nobody Fiction. has. Okay. Don't worry. Anyone that says they has is a liar. Got it right here on my shelf. I can watch it right now if I want to. <laughs> I just don't want to. I'm doing this. It's a free country. Yeah. I can do what I want. You're not my real mom. Anyway, we were talking about something. I think we were talking about uh, playing board games. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. Um, Hell Hydra. Um <laughs> I'm gonna get so tired of that, and that that I think I. I wanna... What well, you you don't like the picture that's going around of uh you know Bert and Ernie with the hail with the hail Hydra caption. It's a wow. meme. I don't. It. Uh huh. Anyway, people like uh, it, therefore it's bad. Um, oh, damn hipsters. Anyway, why is it funny? Um, no, um, I finally, I, I've started like dragging out some of the games I haven't played yet so I can actually go through and refresh myself on the rules. Mm. Um, so we've, John and I finally got around to playing the Bioshock Infinite Siege of Columbia board game, which is, it's, I, I going in, I knew it was going to be kind of like a risk-like game. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually turns out to be in some senses better. Yeah, that, I, I, I would hesitate to say that's dumbed down, but it's definitely scaled down quite a bit. Actually, I think there there seem to be more moving pieces than Risk. Like, as long as you're talking about just like a basic game of Risk and not like 2210 or God Storm or something like that. Dog Storm. Um, <laughs> God's, no. But, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely more moving pieces. There's definitely more cases where you are fighting against the game as much as you're fighting against the other person. And I think that's good because it gives kind of gives a chance to scale up. Um, Hmm. That said there, you know, I think with all the upgrades and stuff, there is a lot to keep track of and a lot to remember. So yeah, it's a, and there, there are a couple of rules that didn't make immediate sense at the time. Yes. Like you have to play it and, Oh, okay. These are what the world event cards do. So um, one one thing that I found that that Dylan and I ran into was um, the way that like turrets work because if you fight someone on actually, a space with a turret, uh, you destroy the turret. But did you f- ever figure out what happens if that space is unoccupied and then you occupy it? Like there was a forum, there's a forum post on the board game geek forums about like a uh, frequently asked questions. Yeah. 
and that was in there and it was basically if there's a structure you have to uh combat it okay so basically even if they're not units you would combat it, it it's mm. there are a couple of things in the rules that aren't really well explained like which miniatures are which i know you know the setup said place you know comstock and fitzroy and we're looking at the miniatures going which one's comstock i mean there wasn't <laughs> a lot of detail to this shit and they didn't have uh names on the base so that's probably not gonna make all that's not gonna really make sense if, if you haven't seen it but i i generally like it in the sense that it adds a little more complexity to you know a simple game of risk it gives you a little more time to scale up um and you know your opening moves start to like build you up so that then you know when you actually do come in contact with your opponent um and and fighting your opponent is not the only way to win yes mm. and actually um Combat is not as one thing I kept forgetting. Combat is not as deadly as it is in Risk because basically you'll destroy a unit, but all your other units flee. It's more about positioning than it is resources. Yes, um, in but, some sense. I mean, even if you do lose a, a unit, they're very easy to replace. Yeah, um, and you you do kind of have to jump back and forth between building units and attacking. It's not something you can all do on the same same turn. Yeah. The the thing we haven't tried, and I would really I would I'd love to get like the four of us together and try this, is it's actually a two or four player game. Um, the four player game is two on two. Hmm. So there's a team play aspect and. I imagine, I'm not certain about this, but they're, they're like one piece for each side that the two teams share and either of them can move them. So I imagine what you get is kind of like a pandemic style or a, an Arkham Horror to a lesser extent style of game where you and the other player on your team have to coordinate and make every move you take count um, uh, are are yeah. the pieces that you share, or is that like the songbird in the airship? Is that how that yes. works? Those are, those those are the only pieces that get shared, I believe. I was about to say that makes a lot more sense in a four player game because you know you're talking about two different players taking different movement actions, um, whereas you know yes. in, a, in a two player game, you know I take a turn, you take a turn, that's it, and I'm only moving so many units at a time. More units are moving around, so. Um, the Songbird and the Airship are really, really useful, and they get to ignore some of the movement limitations uh, in using the Sky Rails. So I think, yeah, what you are saying, Dylan, about just coordinating your movements and, and everything would make it a lot more useful. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's complicated, but I think it's a nice alternative to Risk, even though I do like some of the, like, Risk 2210 is... I... I would never play another regular Risk game after that. I will say, um, thematically, um, something that Dylan and I were talking about, uh, one of my gripes is Booker and Elizabeth really don't seem to affect the game very much, at least the time that we played it. I, I don't know if in a four-player game that, that it would be significantly different, um, or if somebody decided to take a different approach 
uh, in you know what their end game was going to be. But I I just felt like they were just kind of there. Like I think occasionally they they'd make stuff more difficult for one of the players, but I didn't feel like it was like kinda, it had a big effect on the game. Like if they weren't there, I don't think I would have noticed. I kind of think that's what they're supposed to do. They're kind of they're supposed to be kind of like the unstabilizing influence. Um, but the game is really about the Vox Populi fighting the founders. So from on that scale and from that perspective, you know, two people running around the city is kind of a minor annoyance. And that's, you know, that's the way, um, that's the way the game chooses to play it. So it's weird, but you know, if you're going to do, you know, I don't know what the, impetus behind like developing this game was but if you're gonna develop a game out of a property like bioshock infinite a board game um that seems like the best way you can do it is make it about the conflict in general hmm yeah it was a fun game i i definitely uh play it again uh we also played uh takanoko dylan yeah. uh tell everyone a little bit about that um it is. It's. It's a game about uh, growing bamboo and then a panda eating it. Is is the simple version. That the panda really is the selling point on this game. I do. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like cutesy art style. It's the type of thing that I think you could sit down with anyone. You know, someone who doesn't like board games like this. Oh, that you know, who would think a game like this is too complicated and go, you know, look, this looks. Friendly. It's not about people settling an island, or it's not about building trains across the U.S. or you know something like that. It's mm. it's it's a little less scary. That said, it's actually it's a complex game. There's not a whole lot of it. it it's not one that takes a lot of time to play or, or goes into a lot of detail. I don't like. Um, like some games, um, in certain ways it's light, but it's um, there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there are basically three ways to win, or three ways to score points. One is by completing objectives of what the panda eats. Uh, the other is building plots of land, and the other is uh, growing stalks of bamboo. Which are the harder ones, but worth more points. Yeah, so you kind of, really your best bet is to kind of get a mix of them and get the right mix yeah. of them. The panda ones are usually the easiest ones, and then the the gardener ones are the harder, the hardest, and the plot ones are general. no, I mean, it's the plot ones that are easiest, and then the panda ones are kind of in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of Ticket to Ride with maybe Settlers of Catan, Lords of Waterdeep, and probably like two or three more games thrown in. I'd call it a little more Ticket to Ride meets Carcassonne to simplify it because it's kind of it is it is elements that all of those use though. Yeah, I think and, and I think that's what I like about it is a lot of games like Ticket to Ride is a bad example because it doesn't do some of the things, but it is like it's not like a secret objective or anything aside well, from the cards. But I mean, yeah, it, it's not like there's a singular objective that you're trying to get like a ticket still to ride. for yeah. something that's for something that's uh, both a tile placement game and a worker placement game. It's fairly simple. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ticket to Ride is, what I mean is, like, there's a shared board that you're all trying to manipulate to get in into a certain state. That's true. That's true. Um, But that is the thing I like about it is that there's a lot of games that I've bought that are kind of like, well, it's kind of like this game, except it has this one little mechanic or, you know, there's not... You know, if, if you want to play a certain type of game, um, you know, and you have two games that are pretty similar, you're only ever going to play one of them. But this one is different enough that it's it's kind of its own thing. Hmm. Um, I will say that the cards, like the first time you see them, I was like, okay, what the fuck does any of this mean? It, it took a little bit of, of just sort of looking at the pieces and seeing the gameplay before I got on. That is, yeah, that's one thing I've noticed, though. This is another game, and I think, I want to say it's, like, French. It's I don't think it was developed in the U.S. Um, Damn French. I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to remember. I, I remember looking at the credits in the booklet at some point. Um, or, but what they're trying to do is, like, is convey everything with icons, and mm. almost invariably, every complex game that does that, just like I, I've, I, I know Guildhall does that, and that, and it's, it's just so bad that you just have to look up the, the meanings of the icons in the booklet because you'll never guess what it is. You know, a lot of games that use icons have that problem, but you'll literally never guess. Um, yes. I yeah I. I'm generally not a fan of... I hate when games do that. But I guess it's better than, like, trying to spell out, you know... Oh, yeah. If you've got a complex idea, it is really difficult to try to cover that on, like, a card or, you know, whatever. In a small amount of space, I guess. Um, I don't know. That's pretty much all I guess I have to say about it. And if That's all I guess you guys say have. about that, Jenny. Sorry. <laughs> I just noticed I was going on and on, and it's fine. I wasn't saying anything yeah. different. So if you guys have anything to add, not really, panda. <laughs> panda, yeah. Not really, panda. Uh, panda. That's that's all I have to say about that. Uh. So what else is going on, guys? Anything good? Um. Think- Dylan sent me that email about. Uh, they're coming out with a regular show version of Flux. Oh yeah, that's right. Which I'm I'm pretty happy about. I think that I haven't bought a an ex. Well, I keep wanting to say expansion, but they're not really since they actually say you know you don't play them together. Uh, so version yeah, across the streams. Yeah, exactly. Um, goes with the Gozerian, pops out of your Flux card, and I don't know. <laughs> takes the form of some milk and cookies so if we think about milk and cookies gozer's gonna show up as milk and cookies and and destroy us okay yeah um somehow somehow i'm glad i'm not the ray of this group because i don't want to screw us over on that one right um but i've not bought one since i think the monty python one which was pretty fun oh no the pirate one the pirate one. i've only bought like a couple of the different editions um but I'm I'm I am sorely tempted to get this one because it's such a weird show. It is such a weird license or a combination of licenses. 
Yeah. I I I can't remember if it was was it John did you bring it up like or one of you was like I wonder you know how that got started like where that conversation yeah started like who who's a fan of who here I, and I, I don't think that was me I'm not going to take credit for that um I I remember a, I I remember pointing out I'm like well of course it makes sense because it shows random as hell anyway so why not yeah. Exactly, and I and I really th- I have to think that um, either Looney Labs is a fan of regular show, or and or uh, the people that work on regular show are a fan of Flux. I, I, what, I, I could see it either way. I think what it was they, is that Dylan they, they, had said something about, uh, oh yeah, well you know they do seem kind of uh, stonery, so. Yeah, they probably get to get the, yeah. the reason it came about is they probably hang out on weekends and smoke pot. Yeah, except the like I, I think mean, someone that's, mentioned that's it. Someone mentioned that like yeah, it'd be cool if it was something like Adventure Time. I'm like no, the regular show guys are probably like party bro stoners, whereas Pendleton Ward like you know just locks himself in a room and breathes in the color when this <laughs> happens. <laughs> so true. It's really so true. Yeah, he's he's the kind of person that you feel like you have to restrain, or well, or he's gonna hurt himself or others. Or, or by glob, he's gonna kill everyone in this building. Exactly. Oh, shouts I'm to looking, Pendleton Ward for being gotta, a weird ass weirdo. <laughs> weird ass weirdo. <laughs> I mean, oh. straight up, y'all. <laughs> straight out of Compton. That reminds me, I posted this on Twitter, but uh, I was I was going through a career builder looking at jobs, and uh, there was one for a local marketing group that said, uh, this job, it, or, well, hold on, I, I gotta find this again, because there was something like, uh, this is a baller position, and baller was in quotation Yes, marks. I do remember that. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I'm like, this job is straight baller, yo. Could, could you tell what that was? Because anytime I hear marketing group, I've known a couple of people who have... It was Rocky Top. I, I don't know what that is, but anytime I hear marketing something or other, I think, you know, on one of those sites, I think it's one of these places that's getting you into, like, a multi-level scheme. Um, I'm not no, kidding. No, I've known no people... Oh, here, no. here, here it is. Uh... Full-time customer service rep, a baller career t- opportunity. And I was like, "Oh well, thank God! I find you know I finally found a job for the young people. This is a baller opportunity. Uh, I, my problems are finally over." You know, it's the kind of job that I would want to apply for if I didn't already know that it's just going to be awful. Yep. It's. I want to have hope that it won't be, but let's let's just be honest. It's it's not going to be good. You know, I put in the name of that company, and uh, there's on the first page of uh, of um, of results in Google. There's a link to ripoff report that says uh, door-to-door selling multi-level marketing scheme. There um, you go. Yeah. How, how can this be? This is a baller career opportunity, yo. Yeah. I don't well, know. There's they they get us. <laughs> They're speaking to my generation. They get the youths. I I really do want to call them about this baller career opportunity. 
Yeah, I'm sure they won't ask you for fifty dollars as a application processing fee, even though you're they they assure you you will get the job, so you'll get that money back. Hey, listen, the struggle is real, guys. I, I'm sitting here drinking my 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 purple Kool Aid, and you guys <laughs> in your ivory towers. Yeah, exactly. You gotta be down here on the streets. Yo. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I do think it's a person. The reason yeah. I always think that when I hear marketing, though, is I knew someone who applied for one of those jobs and I think went out to an interview and she and her husband at the time were all like, no, yeah, I went to this interview and I'm like, that kind of sounds like a scam. And wouldn't you know it, it, it turned out to be a scam. Weird how that works. I... Well, let's be honest. Almost every job is a scam. It's just what level of a scam is it? Uh, so, some, somebody at the top is making money. That is they're, not they're not, they're not doing all of the work. That is true. Not 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 an unfair point that you make. There, there, there are people that have worked very hard to get to uh, positions of high pay and import, but there aren't many of them. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that, like, you know, everyone gets exactly what they put in back, but calling every job a scam... It, it is. It is. <laughs> Working at Walmart, that's a scam. It that is. is. Yes, there. That, that is a scam. I'm, it is It is not a baller position at all. It is, is the least baller of positions. <laughs> the, what is least baller in life? No, I'm not saying that there aren't good jobs to be had. I'm just saying there aren't a lot of them. I, I won't disagree. Nah, that that is definitely true. Anyway, um, now that not, we've made I, everyone sad. Yeah, now that we've made everyone sad. There were some people out there that were after those baller positions, and and we just we just crapped on their dreams. Yep. Um, I think Chad posted a link in chat. <laughs> if we have nothing else to. Uh, he posted a couple of links. Uh, we're talking about there's, the one about one that came up this week. Firefly, or yeah, he oh. was supposed to play Simon. Well, that's fine. The, the doctor, the jokes really? write themselves. Yeah, I I don't understand that. How do the jokes write themselves? You're obviously unfamiliar with a relatively obscure show from early in his career, aren't you? Uh, Duty oh, Hauser. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Quite a doctor, yeah. Yeah, you know, here's the thing, and good on Neil Patrick Harris for this. He has successfully climbed out from under that, where it takes a second to think about that now. Yes, that is true. And mm -hmm. he has crawled out from underneath that I... and Starship Troopers. And I'm starting to think think that maybe he's the Hollywood cockroach. Like, he can survive well, any disaster. Good I, point. To be fair, I still think about that, but I still have a lot of respect for him so that's you know well that's because you know well anyway i'm not no we're not we're not going into this um anyway oh that the link you posted about uh the documentary that they're doing um that, yeah that they're going to be digging up the, the landfill landfills. for the ed cartridges yeah this is this is uh what, what was it uh capone's Al Capone's vault. vault. It's going to be yeah. Al Capone's vault all over because like this they need story, to get on this. This story is so insane, so apocryphal. There is no way that you know they could find absolutely nothing. 
How could it be other than other than? Uh, the story is about the journey, not the destination. That is a lie. You're right, it is. It, it's is... about opening up Al Capone's vault on live TV and finding nothing and having to kill time for half I, an hour. I'm just saying, that's the way they better write the documentary about the process and the surge, not, not the... You'd think you would open the vault to take a peek just, just to cover your own ass. No, nah, man, that's cheating. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's Maybe. also called not wasting everyone else's time. Yeah. That's why you make the documentary a human interest story, not a uh, story about the uh, the landfill. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah. I I don't know. I I, I guess I just don't care. I just don't <laughs> care about ET the game. I never cared about ET the game. I never played it. I oh, really? actually remember playing it. Oh, I. I What'd you say, Charlie? I did play it. I did play it too. I did play it, and it kind of liked it. People, Dylan, get out, dude. I had I had an Atari, and I had an NES. We kill his mic. (laughs) What is mic? Oh, because no, no one liked that game. It was it was any bad story you've heard about is true. I'm I'm going to support Dylan on this. I think Dylan should start speed running ET and try and go for the world record. No, I do not want to go back and try to play an Atari game at this point. Speed running, Dylan. I'm not saying it was good. Again, it's it's like with the the Ninja Turtles movie. I'm not going to be let down. Because I know that, that when I watched Ninja Turtles, I loved Ninja Turtles as a kid, but I was a dumb kid. Ninja Turtles <laughs> is not classic cinema. It is not a liter- literary masterpiece. Listen, a lot of literary masterpieces suck balls. They do. But again, <laughs> but you know, they're, they're still more substantial than um, turtles hit magic goo become ninjas. You know, like, <laughs> hey, listen, what do you expect that out of that? to me on a deep level, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying this. The same thing is true of ET, the video game. It is crap. But when you're a kid, also, you know, also I having... didn't have a good parental role model, so I just kind of picked up my role models from wherever. I guess, I guess I can see that you kind of want to be the turtles or Splinter or yeah, yeah, you know. the turtles, turtles under Splinter's tutelage, right? But. I'm saying I have fond memories of E.T. I'm not saying that those fond memories are in any way accurate. <laughs> we're going to go into some repressed memories of Dylan. We're going we're gonna to recover all kinds of uh, forgotten trauma. All, <laughs> all attached to E.T. You know, I don't, I don't have that much trauma, in, in, if, I'm, if I'm honest. And the trauma I do have, I remember every bit of. <laughs> wow. Every excruciating detail. Every so, moment. I, I can't remember. Yeah, like. Can't remember every time someone picked on me as a child, but. I have a pretty good summary. I, I could write up a, uh, you know. But you make more money than they do, so fuck off. That's, that's what I would tell them. I'd tell them maybe, to fuck off. Maybe, but maybe not. I don't know. That would require like... No, no, you do. <laughs> just tell myself I do and... I'm going okay. to tell yourself you do. 
Oh. Love it. Sure, why not? Anyway. Or leave it, America. I, I like that we just <laughs> we just compared E.T. and Ninja Turtles to repressed childhood trauma. Yep. As you do. As you do. Somebody's at the door. No, sorry, that was me uh, oh, tapping. Okay. Oh, okay. That's a tap emphatically yep. so that people know. <laughs> that you mean business. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Chad, for this uh, link to a like a mug. I'm going to now disregard it. <laughs> it's really the kind of thing that our listeners don't give a shit about. I mean, they might look it up now that I've said something. But drink coffee and play with Legos. I mean, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Was... It's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's cool, yo. It's 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 a baller coffee mug. I, I think might, coffee might, mugs. I think coffee be, mugs are legally permitted. Uh, it might be the most for being baller. baller. It might be the most baller of coffee mugs. Really, I, most. Yeah. Wow. I'm just gonna is... stop, stop suggesting stuff and posting stuff. Aww. I didn't say. We, uh, I didn't say stop. Uh, you know, I I thanked you for the input. <laughs> we we've talked about it. <laughs> You're supposed to say thank mic. you, sir. Can I have another? No, no. Maybe no. no. I don't know. I don't know who you guys think I am, but no. he is not that man. He is not a monster. He's uh, yeah. a human. Being. Yeah, I I I, I kind of am, but but you're the good kind. You know. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Good kind. All right. If, if I've known a lot of monsters, and you, you may sir, in fact are also be one. Shut up! I'm living. Um, he eats food. I've seen it. See, I have witnesses. What do you have to refute witnesses? Exactly. Your silence speaks volumes. Jerk. I'm guessing. I'm guessing the reason you would not get in Daryl's kayak. Oh, I'm. I'm. I'm too. Uh, I'm over the weight limit. No, you. You can't cross bodies of water. No, no, it's just running water. I mean, he's not. He's not a Doolahan. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that all about? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Headless Horseman. Oh. Also, I think it's a brand of beer. Yeah. It sounds like it would be. I only know it because of Durarara. I'm not going to lie. Oh. Hey, if only everyone could learn something from Durarara. I know I did. Let's hope everyone did. All you children out there. Watch all, your anime. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. <laughs> all the single ladies. All the single ladies. Put your hands up. <laughs> seriously, this is a robbery. <laughs> and don't nobody be no hero. Heroes get <laughs> shot. Oh. So oh. Any, any other links you guys want to share? Anything else that's <laughs> on your mind? Any recommendations for this week? Probably. Well, recommendations. Yeah. Anybody else want to go first? You can't. Oh. You do. You actually have a thing. So. I well, it's more of a keep an eye on this because it's worth checking out. Um, Hot stock tips from Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> Chad, ahead. what you're doing in this, you're the audience perspective. You are every time you <laughs> sigh, our listeners are sighing on the inside and on the outside. But uh, it, it's one that's worth keeping an eye on because it's coming out supposedly sometime in the middle of this year. It's a, a miniatures game called Beyond the Gates of Antares. And you might remember back in February, there was a little bit of controversy when they ended their Kickstarter prematurely uh, because basically they formed a deal with Warlord Games to actually produce it through them instead of going through the Kickstarter. And it looks to be a, a really nice looking sci-fi miniatures game. And the, the link I've put out there is is a rundown of the the factions and races. The first two uh, sets of figures that they're going to be releasing are the uh, Boromites and the Sodomites. Boromites. <laughs> that too. Well, it's British, so you never know. And the uh, Algorin, which uh, this is kind of, it, it taps into kind of that Starcraft Halo military sci-fi vibe. The the Boromites actually look kind of like a cross between the uh, the rock soldiers from Ninja Turtles and uh, huh. Drazi from Babylon 5. And the first painted squad that they've shown is is one of theirs and they're pretty cool looking. And I they they've actually gotten they've actually released one preview figure which is a a freeborn mercenary captain and done like painting contests and stuff with it, but the actual rule set's not gonna be out until sometime in the middle of the year. They're they're gonna be using a revised version of Bolt Action, which has a fairly large following. It's not huge here, but at, le at least locally, there are some guys that run it up at uh, up at Hobbytown in Knoxville, and um, seems like it's a pretty good kind of large scale system. Hmm. But some of the factions sound really cool. It's it's fairly futuristic. There are aliens, but most of the factions are descendants of humans in one form or another. Good time. Hmm. Yeah. You know, you know humans, they they will screw anything in the universe. It's true. They're all sluts. <laughs> well, in in this case at least two of the factions uh have basically been infected by nanotechnology and so they're they're kind of transhuman with kind of ghost in the shell everybody interconnected in one big network going on. What could possibly go wrong? Well, on worlds where they don't have their little clouds of nanites to tell them what to do, they're confused. Just like That's the rest of us. They they actually do mention they actually they they actually already have what's going wrong. And it's not as bad as you think. <laughs> but uh the Algorin, the the second faction that they're gonna be releasing are one of those and they they're not <laughs> They're they're kind of the isolationists. They they fought a war against one of the alien factions a while back, and so they're kind of reasserting themselves. And I hmm. think the next two are going to be the uh, Concord and Isaurians. I think the Concord are kind of like the they're kind of like the Federation. They're the they're the large the big faction, but they're all transhumans, which are kind of creepy. Hmm. Well, okay. Yeah. 
not that anyone else cares or will be wanting to play this crap, but it's worth mentioning. It's important to you, and that's all that matters. True. So was the E.T. excavation, and look what you did to that. Well, you know, I'm an asshole, so there's that. We're all assholes. Except for Dylan, who's a butthole. Dylan's Gunner's make first-class Philip asshole. I'm what? I don't no, know what we're saying. You're major, you're, you're major asshole. Never mind. Okay. I'm Warren Officer asshole. I'm Private Dancer. Dancing for money. Any old music will do. Mm. <laughs> Alright, who else has a recommendation? Um, I'm about maybe a third of the way through uh, Hyperbole and a Half. Uh, no, what you book. say is you're like, you know, four thirds of the way through. Oh, because <laughs> hyperbole and a half. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, unfortunate situations, flawed coping mechanisms, mayhem, and other things that happened. Um, a lot of it, it does seem to be pulled from uh, the website. But, for example, there's a story about how they got Helper Dog. And Helper Dog doesn't want other dogs to exist anywhere. Um, and things like that. Um, so I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really finding it hilarious. Oh, good. Good. Charlie? Yes, sir. You got a recommendation for me? I am going to recommend... Well, I'm going to give half a recommendation to Mutagen because you've got a decent chance of, uh, of getting a... Uh, a story-appropriate, useful mutation. I don't know. Maybe you become, I don't know, part man, part gorilla, and you can you can uh, fling poop really far. I don't know. I don't know. And then sometimes it bites you in the ass, and you get like a huge and you get head. And, yeah. So you know, it's it's a mixed bag. So I can't give it a full recommendation. Mutagen, providing inciting incidents for exciting sci-fi stories since the 80s. At least. Uh, well. Sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to, like, destroy you with my recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, okay, Charlie. Yeah. What? Uh, well, uh. I think in, during last episode, we, we figured out, like, like, we see that this is it's funny, and then we realize what, that that you didn't have recommendations. Sure, but, I did. I made one, didn't I? I'm assuming that's what John was sighing at. I may be wrong. I no, I just I think don't speak sigh. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he, as with most people, just finds me tedious. No, not at all. Not at all. Possibly uh, me. Possibly the thing I inserted. No, in I, I I do not find you tedious either. I find I find life in general to be tedious. You guys, not not at all. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, I will second your non recommendation of life. It it is very tedious. <laughs> <laughs> That's all non recommended. Life, what the I, hell? Life, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Come on, life, get your shit together. Seriously, you. Pick up some of these things and we'll talk. Yeah, come back to me when you know what you're doing. Uh, I'm trying to come up with a recommendation and I just don't know that I have one. Um, 
Some weeks are slow. Some weeks yes. are slow. Here's what I'm gonna do. Um, Viz recently re-released uh, Ronma One Half. Go out and watch that shit. Um, yeah, it's gonna go on for 800 episodes because you know Rumiko uh, Takahashi made it, but it's a good time at least for a little while. You can buy the first season pretty cheap, so. You don't have to watch all 800 episodes. No one's forcing you. No, but you, you probably should. You can stop you, anytime that you want. I was about to say that, yes. <laughs> but it is a fun show. I enjoy I enjoy what I've seen of it. Um, I'm hoping they'll re-release uh, the movies as well, but we'll see how, they, how that goes. Um, I guess Viz likes money, so I'm betting they'll do it. Anyway, uh, are all hearts and minds clear? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. Well, um, next week is MTAC. Um, Charlie and Dylan will be there. I'm not going to be able to make it. Um, nope. Ted won't be able to make it, I assume. Nope. Um, so, uh, next week's episode will probably be delayed a little bit because I know you guys will be coming back at some point and, you know, don't want to rush you guys into recording too quickly. Uh, but whenever we come back, we'll come back with a recap and maybe some interviews if you guys some while you're down there and that sort of thing yeah cool. i'm not sure what we'll end up doing but yeah I, I can always just send you the standard list of stock questions that you can ask and have a great interview regardless of you know who it is or how much you know about their career <laughs> like they there there really is just a formula that i follow and some and sometimes if i know something about the guest i'll i'll branch off of that but yeah it's a winning formula it is and it avoids all the high points of how do I get into uh, into your profession? How do I steal your job? Um, Joel McDonald, whose Twitter I recommended a, a few weeks back, uh, tweeted something about uh, aspiring voice actors should be prepared to uh, spend 80% of their time and energy telling other people, uh, uh, instructing other people to become voice actors or something like that. Or yeah, talking nice. to other aspiring voice actors. Uh, I forget exactly what I said. But it was something to that effect of, you know, everybody wants everybody wants to uh, be a voice actor. They think it's easy. They think anyone can do it. They think they can do it and that they're a unique and special snowflake. Well, you're not. <laughs> it's funny, but it is true. Things work so much better once you accept that. Yep. yep. Well, not necessarily better, but they work. You're more not, smoothly. You're not okay. disappointed anymore because there you, you know, go. You know that you you are never going to accomplish anything in your life, and uh, <laughs> well, I I don't know that. I I think it it um it forces you to define down what you mean by accomplish anything. And, and I mean, which is healthy. I mean, literally anything. You're not going to accomplish a thing. Did you have a dream in life? Too bad. <laughs> that thing that you put all your time and effort in, waste of time. So, you know, just reflect on that. And then when you're ready to come back and settle, listen to us next week. We'll see you guys.